Warning, the following content may contain elements that are not suitable for some audiences. Viewer discretion is advised. Scream, it's the Taz Show. Everybody hacking, everybody just wants more with the action. Hip Hop Jones got the music blasting. Better watch out, it's all he's asking. Over like Rover, he keeps it real, he's no joker. Original, he's no poser, no competition, he's the owner. There I'm moving speakers closer, cause it's time to tune in to the Taz Show. Okay, okay. Yep. That's what they say, okie dokie, yeah, Taz Show, Monday edition, coming at you right now, streaming and screaming, by the Sims and beyond, kicking off a brand new week here, as we are on the cusp of, we're right in the middle, I think, of the fall, F-A-L-L, bump point, you get it, or just uh, harvest time, autumn, meanwhile, it's hot as hell, all weekend, hot everywhere, well, where I was, it was hot, I've been traveling around, doing some trips, had some stuff to take care of. Been bouncing around all over the place. Fun stuff, not bad stuff, good stuff. Welcome to the Taz Show, though. I am he. The human suplex machine is here. Have no fear. We're going to cover no mercy in this bitch right here today for you. No mercy, full coverage for sure. I am in the Rage Cave. And uh, tomorrow, be in the Gimmick Clubhouse, most probably. Maybe Wednesday, too. I have to see. Uh, But welcome to the show. Uh, If you want to call the show also, that, too, is a very simple process. You guys know the drill on that. Some of you are calling already, obviously. All you have to do is dial in 866-475-2948. That's 866-475-2948. There's a lot to cover in this episode of the Taz Show. So I want to thank you first if you are listening live on the Radio.com app, which is working phenomenally, I hear, all last week. You could download the app for free and listen to the show live every day. Or check out the on-demand content through the app. You can do that. Or you're listening at TazShow.com or watching there. Maybe you're watching some of the on-demand content on my Facebook page at The Taz Show. Which later on will be on Facebook Live. So, alright. So there's many ways to pull in The Taz Show. Whatever you're doing to pull it in, I can tell you I truly appreciate that. So, and I mean that. And you guys know that. Hence why I give you a platform like none of them. We're in a racked and hear your own voice with my voice, either on the phones or through Facebook Live or the Twitter, whatever. Whatever it is, I try to do my best to keep things rocking and rolling with you guys. So uh, so in this episode, oof, there's a lot. It's going to be a very busy episode. As I said, no mercy. Got to cover that. We got NFL stuff to cover. Now, from the games yesterday, we got the Loose Sass Invitational, the Fantasy Football League. Of the Taz Show, where, well, I got my ass kicked. Um, and we'll get into that in a little while. Uh, with the, the owner of that team, they are called the New Burgers. Uh, and he is the biz dev guy. He is the audio producer of the Taz Show. He's a handsome son of a bitch. Uh, they call him the Lumberjack. Some call him a Lumber Biscuit. Some call him Lumber Shitlog. I call him Dennis Jones. Dennis, hello. Hello. That was uh, That was your kindest intro yet. Shitlog line. I smell a T-shirt. No pun intended. <laughs> that was a go. I can't say I hate it. Dude, you'd wear a shirt that said Shitlog. I know you. I'm, it's basically that's you just wrote my tombstone out for me. Dude, you got to get a tombstone. You know when you're gone. You know, well, 
anyway, hopefully you before. <laughs> that ha- it, it, it's shit log, and it's a it's a log that's oozing brown stuff. Like it's just dripping. It's disgusting, and the aroma has got to be wretched. You know what I mean, <laughs> wretched. I great way to start a show. Uh, Anthony, uh, you, sir, are uh, the video producer of the show. We can hear you via the audio. You are a Denver Bronco fan. I'm a Buffalo Bill fan. We'll get into this shortly. But hello, Anthony. How are you, sir? Oh, I'm grand, my friend. I'm grand. Congratulations. Right now. <laughs> I'll get into this in a little while. Yes, congratulations. Thank you, sir. Uh, all right, no mercy. Got to get to that. Uh, before I get into uh, no mercy and all the NFL games and the Bills play the uh, the Denver Broncos, because I'm a Bills fan, for those that don't know, and, and Anthony is a big Denver Bronco fan. Dennis is a Giant fan, and they play the Eagles. There's a lot to say about that. Uh, uh, also, Seth, many might not know, is an Oakland Raider fan. We can get into that later on. But before we do that, we'll do No Mercy, and so and you guys are going to call in and talk about whatever the F you want to talk about, but No Mercy or football or whatever. But... So the serious topic, though, is like, and and it's what every you know everybody you're seeing on TV, a, a chunk of the weekend, especially on Football Sunday, if you were watching any NFL games or uh, listening to the radio or whatever you were doing, um, is the comments made by Donald Trump uh, about you know uh, athletes uh, not standing for the national anthem and and his you know. Basically, I'm paraphrasing. I don't have the comments in front of me. And, uh, you know, that these sons of bitches should be fired. These owners should fire these these guys who do this and stuff. So, um, you know, look, this show here, you know, I, I do my best not to get into covering, you know, political stuff and and uh, all these these real issues that are in our country and our world, right? So I usually don't get into that that much. And I've talked about this before, and I think that's why a lot of people, and I humbly say this, I'm not saying this conceitedly, I do think that's why a lot of people enjoy my content because I I, I give you an escape, you know? We're going to talk about wrestling, we're going to talk about sports, we're going to have fun, we're going to make fun of each other, we're going to screw around for a couple hours every day, and then we're going to go on to on, into, into the day, and then we're going to come back and do the next day and do that same shit again. That's what we do. That's what this is, okay? It's an escape, and but yet it's sometimes... As a guy who provides content every day, meaning you, meaning me, um, at times I have to kind of tackle some topics, and and you know this topic, I, I think I need to say a couple things about it, and then um, just for acknowledgement of it, uh, if I was heavily weighing one side on the topic, I would tell you, I would say it, and even if you didn't agree with me, and we got into an argument. That's fine, too, because I'm entitled to my opinion, just like you guys are entitled to your opinion. Okay, so, look, I said before out here, last year when Colin Kaepernick didn't stand for National Anthem, I understood his position. I understand it's much bigger than football. I understand uh, there's so so much racial profiling in our world and in our country. Um, I understand that. Uh, I understand that there's issues with race. Um for years, and unfortunately, it's probably not going to go away anytime soon, I would think. Um, but I also am a big-time, firm believer in our military, past, present, and future. Uh, without them here in the United States, we we have we don't have the freedoms we have. It's just not happening. 
So these these young men and women and, and some of these past veterans uh, have put their lives out there, um, and some many of them are gone, to give us our freedoms and to give someone like a Colin Kaepernick and these other NFL players or pro athletes a platform or just a, a voice or whatever to kind of say how they feel with action or whatever. And, and I don't think Colin Kaepernick would argue with that. And it's not, from what I understand, it's not even for a lot of the NFL players we saw yesterday all stood uh, interlocking arms with their owners. Um, in no matter if they were black players, white players, Hispanic players, Asian players, it didn't matter. I think that's great. I think that's awesome. I really do. And um, I unfortunately didn't get, did not get a chance, and I'll get to this later, to watch a ton of football yesterday. I was on the road, so I didn't, I, I followed a lot of the games on the radio. I was listening on the radio. I was driving, so um, that part sucked me for a Sunday. But um, but. That's not the point I'm trying to make. So the point I'm trying to make is, uh, look, yesterday, there's so much attention yesterday and today on the national anthem and on all these players, owners and stuff, interlocking arms, some of them sitting, some of them taking a knee, some guys putting a hand on the shoulder. It's not just football. You know, we're seeing so much of this. And I, I just want to say, like, for me, it if it's – it's, it's a tough thing because I, I, I kind of see both ends of it. You know, me, if I'm an NFL player, I'm standing and I'm putting my hand over my heart because I'm doing it out of respect for the men and women who have put their bodies on the line for our country uh, and still do these young people that are in the military uh, or, or middle-aged people, older people, whoever, people that, that are, uh, you know, whatever branch of service they're in. To me, that's what the national anthem represents. You know, it represents that that respect. Um, that's how I see it. But I'm not African American. I'm not. I'm not being racially profiled. So I'm not. I didn't. I didn't have a problem like you know. I mean, that's that's not. Uh, look, I'll be honest. So yesterday, I was driving. I got pulled over by a New York State trooper, an African American female. <laughs> okay, I got pulled over. Not that I was speeding. I had some like like a tint issue, something on my car, and then she wanted to talk to me about it, and then it was nothing. It was a very minor thing. It was nothing, um, and there was zero issue with her and I. We we left. My wife was sitting there. And we, we we talked to the girl for a second or two, and whatever. There was no major issue, not like that. But my point is, I to me, I think that's that's awesome, right? It's a New York State trooper, and. She's a female. She's African American, and 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 there's thousands and thousands of females, white, black, Hispanic, whatever, that are, are, are in law enforcement, and 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 maybe that are African American, uh, male or female, and to me, you know, it, that's what that's what we are as a, as a country, as a community. That's we're we're a potpourri of everything. You know, we we we're a potpourri of all races and creeds and everything. Um, so I I I mean, you know. But then again, I'm the type I, I kind of have a look where some people don't know what I am, right? <laughs> so I mean, so maybe that's maybe that's something with me where I'm, you know, some people don't know if if, if I'm Italian, if I'm Hispanic, if I, I've had some people think I'm African American in, in the past. Some people don't know if I'm Polynesian. I've had all of this, and um, in, in a good way, not in a bad way, you know. So look i i just the whole national anthem thing i understand it's much bigger than um 
That's something that I could even wrap myself around. I feel like it's, if the media, I just want to say this much about the media. Being kind of in the media business and working for a huge media corporation, I'm just letting you guys know, like the media, and I think most of you people know this, they get a chance to sink their teeth into a topic and sensationalize it. Oh, Lord, they're going to. So, you know, I do think sometimes that sometimes people get sucked into that, you know. And if we didn't want – I heard some analyst uh, yesterday at the end of the game saying that why is there so much attention on this? Let's play the game and people should use their stardom as NFL players uh, to help any issues outside the field and not, wear, not wearing a uniform. You know, I understand that, but that's when all the eyes are on these guys. So they want to get their word out. I understand that. I get that. But the media doesn't have to show it if they don't want. I mean, look, the media is sensationalized because that's their job, right? They're going to show. I, I've never seen that. All these, well, I shouldn't say never. I remember during 9-11, in a positive way, the NFL would go like a round, a round table of all the different markets and show the national anthem at whatever city the games were being played in. But that was in a different realm. Now, they did that yesterday for what I understand. I didn't see a lot of games. I saw some stuff online. That's kind of what happened, Dennis, right? Because you watch a lot of the games, right? Yeah, there was um, a lot of players kneeling, a lot of players standing, linking arms. Uh, the Steelers were the first team. They didn't even come out for the anthem, which I thought was interesting. Like, look, we're just going to – But hold on. Let me let me interrupt you. But one of the Steelers, I think he's an offensive tackle, was, he's a, was in the Army. And I believe he did not. He uh, he did, I, I guess he came out and stood and put his hand over his heart for the national anthem. Alejandro Villanueva, former uh, former captain in the I think the I think he's a ranger. I want to say, but he sort he served like he, three. He played for West Point. He went to army. Yeah, and okay. he uh, he had three tours in Afghanistan. And he like Tomlin came out and the head coach of the Steelers. He came out and made this big thing. He, like before the game, he was like, look. We're not gonna. We understand. He. I thought it was. A, I thought it was well said on Mike Tomlin's part. He was saying how we're not gonna make. We understand what Trump said. We're not gonna make it an issue. We're choosing to just put that aside. We're not gonna come out for the anthem. Now, being the army vet that Villanueva is, he he took it upon himself. He was like, all right, you know, I would like to. You know, I'm gonna go out there. It's my right to respect That's the flag right. as he sees it. And. That's as far right. as I, as far as I'm, I mean, no issue there. I mean, I'm sure Tomlin. And for those that don't know, Mike Tomlin is an African American man who is an, an NFL coach, as to Dennis' point, of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Not just a coach, a great coach, by the way, uh, for a long time. And um, um, and you know what? I, I doubt uh, him and Velanova had any issues at all. Why? That, that no, there's no way. I mean, so look, it's that's the freedoms in this country. And that's what makes this country, in my opinion, as an American, uh, born, bred, and proud, uh, the greatest country in the world. No disrespect to no one. I don't know how. I know I have a lot of fans that are calling or that you know contact the show or, or listen to the show or watch it from other countries. And I love you guys and and stuff like that. And it's not like um, I'm just very proud of of my country. So um, just like you guys are proud of your country. So I feel like um, as a gigantic football fan and a guy who respects pro athletes, uh, male, female, whatever sport it is, uh, because I understand the work ethic involved and, and the discipline and the sacrifices athletes make, no matter what color they are, no matter what sex they are, I get it, okay? I lived it, so I understand it. Um, but I also, you know, understand um, our military 
past, past, present, and future, and respect I have. So, hypothetically, um, if I'm there in in a stadium and I'm a player, I have to say um, I'm standing. I'm putting my hand on my heart. If I'm wearing a cap, my cap's coming off my head. Um, I'm I'm doing that. So uh, that's just me. Um, but to each his own. Everyone has their own rights. I, you know, I don't, I don't, like I said, I can't sit here and say the players are wrong or, you know, uh, they, they shouldn't do this. They shouldn't do that. Or, you know what? Uh, uh, I, I think, I think it's right to stand up. Oh, I think, you know what? I would take it. I'm not, I don't feel that strongly about what the player, I mean, I just don't, I care. It's not that I don't care. I just, for me to give a hardcore opinion and beat you over the head with it, I can't because I don't feel that strong about it. So I can't lie to you. The only thing I do feel strong about is what our military has done for us and what I feel the national anthem, the Star Spangled Banner, what that song represents for an American. I, The way I was raised, I, the, the way I look at it is, you know, I feel like I'm standing, taking my hat off, and showing that respect. That's what I'm doing. Um, and I'm not saying that these players are being disrespectful. I don't want anyone to misconstrue me. This is why it's a topic that's like, ugh. I, I'm not saying that. That's not what I'm saying. I, I'm just saying for me, and like I know my son. Okay, I know he as an athlete, as a college athlete. Um, I, you know, I know when that national anthem's played, uh, he he's gonna take his helmet off, and he's gonna put his hand over his heart, and and he's he's he's. I know that. <laughs> I've I've witnessed it, and I know it. I'm just saying that's how he was raised. That's how I was raised, and I'm sure a lot of these players were raised that way. They all were. Let's be honest, as Americans, but, um. All the issues going on, and for these players to kind of get their message out, they have a platform, and they're going to use their football uniform, their football team uh, as pro athletes, and with this big penetration of the NFL and the stadium as a platform with those TV cameras. And I understand that. Some people have a problem with that. I don't. I don't have a problem with that. I don't. That's what I mean. I can't sit here and say, those guys are wrong. I I can't because I understand both sides. I do. And I hate to be an on-the-fence guy. I'm usually not an on-the-fence guy with stuff, but I also not going to lie to you. I'm not going to make something out of it for me in my opinions and my views and my thoughts um, if I'm not that strong about it. Now, as far as the president, Donald Trump, what he said, I think, now, this, and I'm, I again, I never do politics on this show. <laughs> politics and religion are things you don't want to do, right? So, that, for me, anyway, that's just not me. That's not the show I do. My show's an escape. But I will say this part I do feel strongly about. Donald Trump should not have said what he said. And, yeah, well, he has his rights, too, as a president. I know that. He has his rights as an American. I know that, too. Okay, I, I, I don't matter. He's the president. He does have his rights. He has his freedom of speech. Oh, absolutely. Except he also has an obligation. And he has the biggest obligation with the biggest job in America. Okay. When you have that obligation, my wife and I were talking about this, you know, when you have that obligation, like, you know, you have to put your country before you, you know, that's what you have to do, in my opinion. That's how I see it. Um, and I'm not saying I'm pro-Trump, against Trump, for Trump, not for Trump. I'm not going to get into that shit. That, that, that's just not me. I'm just saying I don't think he should have said that. I don't think he should have said that one iota, not one bit. Uh, that's just me. Because it, it just, you know, there's there's... there's he just, it just was, it came, the way he said it was, he called them sons of bitches. Like, you know, you know I'd fire, again, paraphrase, these sons of bitches should be fired, right? Didn't everybody said something like that, Dennis? Yes, he, uh, that was, I'm not going to repeat it, but yeah. Yeah, 
Yeah, right? You you heard all this. Now, Ann, I know you have different views. Please don't kill me here. What I don't know, I don't want I don't even know what side you're on with this, but I know at times you get very opinionated, which I respect as a young man, as a young American, that you are a dumpster lover. We know that. Okay. No, I think everything you said was very well said. He did that is what he said though. He he said the SOB term. Yeah. Um I don't get it. But uh <laughs> you know, I think that he's saying maybe what a lot of people might be saying that are either looking at this a different way or maybe just have their opinions. Some guy that maybe it's a construction worker that lives in Des Moines, Iowa, or some lady who, you know, is a lawyer who lives in Dallas, Texas. Maybe she's saying this. Uh, maybe some, some, you know, 19-year-old guy who is uh, working in a supermarket in, in, you know, San Francisco, California. Maybe he's saying that. That's maybe some Americans are saying that, and that's great. And Donald Trump's American, and he said it and has those feelings. And that's fine, except the difference between him and the attorney and the guy in the supermarket and the guy who's a construction worker is that Donald Trump's president of the United States. Okay, so you you can't you got to put your country first, not you and your ego, uh, and, and to stand on your soapbox. So that's where I have a problem. Imagine if Robbie was here right now. Lordy B. Lordy B. Mm-mm. No, Nelly. All right, so we're going to move on here. I, I just wanted to get that stuff out of the way, only because I just felt like it needed to be said. I mean, Dennis, you're okay with what I said, right? I mean, I, you know, am I going to have Mr. Pimento yelling at me about something? Am I good here? I think that was, uh, that was when you do wrestling serious, it's it's great because of your uh, your expertise. I thought this was some of the best serious non-wrestling stuff you've covered since I've been on the show. Yes. Yes. Well, thank you. Um, yeah, you know, I, I don't know, man. It's just, um, it's a shame. I mean, it's just so much, just so much stuff going on. And it's like in our, in the country here. And, and, and then when I, you know, when I'm show prepping, I'm like, you know, I, I, I just, some things I just feel like people listen or watch my content because they want to get away. They want to have a good time. So, and that's what we're going to do. We're going to talk about No Mercy. We're going to get into that. We're going to get into some phone calls. We're going to get into that. Um, we're going to get into my Bills getting a massive victory. We're going to get into that, which is so nice. Most of my NFL predictions were right, kind of. We'll get into that. I know my No Mercy predictions were spot on just about, Sonny. Uh-huh. I did a YouTube, um, a Taz tube, I should say. A Taz Tube Jones on Prediction Show on Friday. Uh, when, did, when did I do it? Thursday night? No, I did Thursday night, right? Thursday night. Thursday night. It was stellar. Did you get a chance to watch it, Dennis? I actually did. I was I was lurking. No, you're a troll. Yeah, you're lurking. You're a troll. You're hunting me down. You're sneaky. That's what you are. And I know you are. And it's okay. Um, it's okay. Uh, what did you think of? Uh, did, was I right on most of my predictions? You were. As uh, You have a knack for, for nailing this. It's like, it's like you do this for a living. Yeah, I know, right? That's funny. Um, <laughs> I, yeah, I got most of it right. I think. I think I got most of it right. I know. I know. Well, um, well, we're gonna get into that. I know a lot of people are gonna call, are calling already, and they want to talk about it and stuff like that. Um, but as a whole, I have to say, no mercy. Just real quick, I might as well jump into it real quick before we go to break. Um, no mercy. Um, I, I, I thought it was a good show. It started off, and and the matches, you know, without. Right, not at the second go through all the matches. I'm not going to do that right this second. 
But um, I thought that it started off hot um, and kind of flowed pretty good. And the talent worked their ass off, all of them. Um, I really think they did. Um, I really didn't have a massive problem, if I'm thinking off the top of my head, of the booking. Uh, some of the things with the announcing bothered me. Uh, but the booking was fine. The show flowed excellent. Um, and it kind of went a little flat. I think the main event finish was kind of flat. So um, I, I, I don't know. Maybe a lot of people would agree with that. Maybe some wouldn't agree with that. And that's fine, too. Um, but we'll get into all that uh, a little bit here. And also, uh, Facebook Live, the second hour of today's show. So at 9 a.m. Eastern, uh, the show, the second hour of this show, The Taz Show, will be on Facebook Live at facebook.com slash The Taz Show. So uh, what we're going to do here is going to go to break, and we're going to talk about No Mercy on the side of break. And, well, uh, right, right, you know, the one thing that jumped out to me, uh, Roman Reigns uh, shaking John Cena's hand at the end of the match. Was that good? Was that bad? We will discuss that here at the Taz Show. Get into other topics with No Mercy. Do the NFL a little later on. Got a lot to cover there. Taz Show, busy Monday. Sit tight. Okay, we are back here on this Monday edition of the Taz Show. We're going to get right into No Mercy. But first, I want to let you guys know that the support, support, I should say, for the Taz Show comes directly from our friends at Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. Yes, these are our good friends. They support the show. We support them. And the best thing is they can help you and make you understand that, the, and they know this, that the home plays a big role in your life and family. That's why they created Rocket Mortgage. And Rocket Mortgage, what happens here is it gives you the confidence you need when it comes to buying a home or refinancing your existing home loan. And as you all know, that listen or watch my show regularly, uh, Rocket Mortgage, the best part about them, it's simple. They make it easy. Whether you're looking to buy your first home or your 10th, with Rocket Mortgage, you get a transparent online process that gives you the confidence to make an informed decision. So, Rocket Mortgage... By Quicken Loans, here's the deal. Apply simply, understand fully, mortgage confidently. So to get started, please go to rocketmortgage.com slash T-A-Z. That's rocketmortgage.com slash TAS. Equal housing lender, license in all 50 states. NMLS, consumeraccess.org, number 3030. That's uh, Rocket Mortgage. Get on it. It's uh, our crew over there. So, uh... No mercy. Let's jump into this uh, son of a gun right here. And then, um, so I talked about before we went to break, I posed the question of, uh, well, what's the deal? What's the deal? Roman Reigns, he wrestles John Cena. Okay, Roman Roman Reigns wins the match. Now, there's a lot more to it than that, obviously. (laughs) Um, uh, He shook, Roman Reigns and John Cena shook hands. Cena extended his hand to uh, Roman Reigns, and then Roman Reigns ended up shaking. Now, let's just back up a little bit. Uh, During the match, um, I enjoyed this match. I thought it was an excellent match for two guys that have been knocked by a lot of hardcore fans saying that, that they're not great in the ring, they're not technically this, they're not that. Um, And then some 
casual wrestling fans might think, or some older school minded wrestlers, um, and at times I could be one of those, might think, well, just because these guys aren't doing 450s and not, not doing, you know, different dives to the outside and all this kind of stuff, or different high spots like that, then that means they're not excellent workers. Well, you know, I'm on the side of both these guys are excellent workers. I've been saying that about Cena and Roman for a long time. Um, they're what I would call uh, from my day. Uh, they're guys that know how to have money matches. They're money workers. They know how to draw money, especially Cena. Uh, hence why he's always been in those big match situations. He knows how to draw money. Um, hence why he's a millionaire. Hence why he's made millions for the McMahon family and the company. And, and that's all been done through hard work by both parties. And that's the truth. Okay? By WWE marketing him and by John taking the ball and scoring a touchdown with him. Many guys get the ball in the WWE, but some, they can't get a first down. Some maybe go 50 yards, 60 yards, but they can't go 100. John's gone 100 many times over and over again. So, uh, sure, he's been handed the ball a lot, but he's, he scores. So, you got to give the guy credit. Speaking of the guy who's scoring, I think Roman Reigns has been scoring. I think Roman's doing an excellent job. I do think they missed the boat a little bit with this handshake thing, though. And I'll get into that in a second. Um, I do want to say, uh, Roman Reigns, uh, who was it? Shoulder bump he took the first one into the ring post uh, twice. Well, no, he did it once. It was very, uh, very good bump, very strong bump. He took a lot of big bumps in the match. Um, there was a lot of false finishes in the match. Um, I... Uh, my only thing, and I'll get into this later on about No Mercy if I remember to do it, there were a lot, a lot of the same things were happening in the matches over and over again. I mean, some of these agents that, that, or whatever, or I don't know who, I, I don't know what they're doing. They, 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 the guys need to talk to each other, and, and the wrestlers need to talk to each other. I mean, we're seeing a lot of the same stuff. Earlier in the night, we saw, not too long before the Cena Reigns match, we saw Nia Jax take a similar bump. I mean, and both Nia and Roman took the bump great, but it's like I just saw it. I was I tweeted jokingly about um oh like joking like I was at a restaurant saying I'll take one um two cross faces what did I say Dennis two cross faces uh, one bank statement and uh, STF I you know because you you heard you saw that tweet right I'll have an STF bank statement and two cross faces please thank you <laughs> exactly so, so your manner your manners are there yes I was being sarcastic in that tweet because. I, don't, I think it went over a lot of people's heads. Uh, what I was basically saying was, it's like, yo, enough. Like a lot. Uh, uh, look, I understand that a bank statement is different than a crossface, and STS, STF is also. But the thing is, like, the, the, but the two crossfaces that I think one was by Jason Jordan and help me. Who was the other one by? Uh, Ro, uh, Cesaro. Cesaro. Maybe it was Cesaro. Um, I just don't think. That needs to happen in all the same show, especially the two cross faces that are that close in the match. If somebody does a cross face in match one and then the main event does a cross face, okay, fine. But I just think back to back or they were close in proximity. That those matches were close, I believe. Uh, there was maybe one in, in the middle of them. It was close enough for me to say, oh, I just saw, uh, uh, what's his face do this? Um, Jason Jordan. You know, and the bank statement, it's kind of a similar looking deal. Uh, submission hold, as is the STF. I mean, different leg placement, stuff like that. I understand I can do all these holds, so I know that. Um, you know, there are some people like, you don't know there's a difference, you know. There is a difference between them. You know that, right? <laughs> I know. I know. Some people might think, you don't know the difference. 
I could actually do the holds. Uh, that's the difference. So, <laughs> still, broken down, out of shape. I could do them. I promise. Well said, uh, Dennis. Are you there? No, I'm there. I didn't. I I assume you can slap on a cross face if you need to. I didn't doubt you. All right, no one asked you. All right, so anyway, actually, I did. I asked you. Uh, <laughs> I'm the you one did. who asked. Did ask you. I take it back. I know you're having a rough day because you're Giants. We'll get into that in a little while. Um, so Talk I don't want to sit here and lift my leg on you. I, I don't want to sit here and lift my leg oh, on you. Oh, I see what like, you're doing. <laughs> like like I'm taking a pee pee on you. Hey, 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 you know what I'm saying? I don't want to lift my leg up. <laughs> I don't want to do that. Like some <laughs> guys. Oh, uh, how about no mercy? What a great pay per view, huh? <laughs> Good point, Segway Jones. So anyway, um, I do think that um, I do think that uh, uh, the match was excellent, though. I mean, uh, there was a ton of kickouts in this match with Cena Roman Reigns. Some of that for me gets to the point where, and the people were popping. They were in Los Angeles, and the place was popping. Okay, they were popping. The people were into the match. Uh, there were a lot of kickouts, false finishes, and and well, in matches, what does that do? I mean, it's this is not really pulling back the curtain that much. I think a lot of people know this. That builds excitement. That builds excitement. But you, you got to be careful, man, not to abuse this. I mean, there were so many in this match. It's like, I, I just think that that's the easy pop in this day and age of pro wrestling. I think wrestling fans are, that's another topic I could do separate from this. I will not get into too deep today. But how fans pull in wrestling live in a building and pop. And, and the false finish is, you know, it's... It's the easiest way to get people to pop like crazy, and um, but it gets to a point as a wrestler where you got to be careful you don't abuse this. If you do it too much, it, it gets played out, and it, it don't. And the next match is coming up after you. Good luck to them. They're screwed, you know. <laughs> so because no one believes nothing's a finish. So you know. And then what happens is when you have all those great false finishes, this is clip worthy, nub worthy. When you have all these great false finishes that like we see in a lot of matches on. No mercy, especially in Cena Reigns' match, which there was a lot of them. Then when you get a finish in the main event with Brock and Braun, it felt flat. And part of it is because for the whole night, we had all these insane crescendo climax building false finishes that was no finish. <clears throat> so then when you get to, what was an F5, I believe it was, that Brock hit, right? Was that five, guys? Yes? Yes, sir. Yes. F5, but boom, Brock, one, two, three, winner and still champ. It was like, ugh, just no kick out on the F5? So, you see, you got to be careful as a as a roster, as a company, as agents, as wrestlers, in my opinion. Free consulting, Jones, here we go. You got to be careful not to put out too many false finishes in one show. Because what happens is you are conditioning the audience not to pop on a move that's credible, the F5, by the credible Brock Lesnar, which people didn't even care about. When he hit that move, unfortunately, for Brock and Braun, uh, Braun, you know, but there were other, a couple of little minor things in there that I, I had opinions on, but I'll get to that later. So, um, but anyway, that's my stance on the on on the, the physical part of Roman Reigns versus um, John Cena. Now, the handshake. As soon as I saw John Cena extend his hand, all I'm thinking about is John Cena for weeks live on Raw, eating the lunch verbally. Of Roman Reigns 
and how they build Roman, where he's kind of that gray area heel babyface, but he's a badass. That's his gimmick. Um, and he's not about words and all that shit. And I like it. Here's what I didn't like. Well, I'll give you a little fancy bucket. Pretend. John Cena goes to extend his hand after this great physical crazy contest. And John Cena goes, let's shake hands. Roman looks at it. People are clapping out of respect. Oh, that's so nice. Yay, what a respectful thing. And Roman, as he goes to shake his hand, okay, uh, he puts his middle finger right upside the face of John Cena, like on his face, basically right here. Basically just tells him, fuck off, and pushes his face with his hand. You know, not on a microphone, and just walks away. Dennis, from a fan perspective. Now, you didn't hear me say this. I didn't, you just, first time you're hearing it's just like the audience, right? That is correct. Would you not feel some kind of emotion when Roman Reigns comes out tonight on Raw? Some kind, more than you normally do. Oh, absolutely. I, th- nothing conveys anger more. Middle finger's awesome. To the face, even better. And then, like, just, and Roman's got a good look to him. He could just, Get that sour demeanor, like, ah, look, John, you've been, you've been crapping all over me for the past month, and now you, now because I beat you, now you're, oh, you're Correct. the better man. Like, get get lost. That's Ooh. my point. That's how you build a guy even more to the next level. Okay? And it, 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 it's, I'll, I'll use myself, I could use Steve Austin, not because I flip people off in the ring, but because Steve Austin did it too. Not because of that, just because it's a perfect analogy. Um, you could do it with The Rock. You could have did it with The Rock back in the day. You know, you could you could do it with a lot of guys. And Roman's a guy who did it with, where he's just like, dude, I, I don't need to shake your hand, but you could put this middle finger right up your ass and just put it like in his face and push John back. And that's it. Forget about the corny, hokey, handshake bullshit. Because that's what that was, in my opinion. From a fan perspective, I think fans would have either hated Roman Raw or loved him. And if they love him, that's great. You guys have been pushing him as a babyface and spending millions of dollars to get him over as a babyface and it hasn't really worked. Uh, so if you want if it turns and he gets over as a babyface because he put his middle finger right in the face of John Cena and just said, not only did my physicality prove that I'm better than you, I don't need to sit here and bob words. Yeah, you'll beat me in that. But guess what? Fuck you. How's that? Okay. If you don't hear on most radio shows, <laughs> f you. Okay, how's that? Sorry, Dennis. I know your mom listens or watches the show. Anthony, you too. I know. I hope your moms aren't mad at me. Well, you didn't direct it at my mother, did you? No, because she would tell me right back. She would say it to me. Uh, her and Seth. F off. I know Mr. Pimento loves when I curse. He loves it. But, I love it. I love it. I love it. I love that. Loves it. That's right in love his wheelhouse. Life. So proud of times. Don't play around and go, fuck themselves. This guy's a broadcaster. So, um, anyway. I'm just saying, bro, man. I just think it would have been. I thought it was going to happen. I got sucked in. I'm like, oh, wait, man. They're going to have John tell this guy, just take his middle finger and say, yo, man, just whatever. Just flip him off right to his face. And and not shoot on John. And and John is passing the torch. We saw that the emotional kind of. I didn't have that much emotion, but we saw him leave. Uh, and John's facial expressions were excellent. His reaction, 
The people showed respect to John, which they should uh, when he left, and he's earned that for sure. Um, so it seems like he's going to be gone for a while, I guess. I don't know what the future holds for him. I have no idea. But um, if you're really going to have a guy pass the torch, have a guy pass like torch, pass that torch like that, where John Cena – and you know what? If, if they would have did that and Roman would have left the ring after he did that and John looked at him like, the hell? Like shocked, not attacked him. Yeah, it kind of punks out John, but that's passing the torch in my world and how I think it. And then John, because he can do this, make a face like, all right, whatever, and just look at the audience and take his stuff, his wristbands off like he's wrapping it up. The place would have popped more for him because they they would have known and felt he really is passing the torch. I think the way they did it was a little corny and a little predictable. That's my point. The, the send-off. I mean, the, the handshake, I should say. Um, I think it's just more <clears throat> of a way to f- kind of force Roman Reigns down the audience's throat as this, <clears throat> this baby face. He is not a white meat baby face. That's, he's not a white meat baby face. That's an old expression, by the way. It's not a racial term, if you, just so you guys understand that. Uh, it's an old wrestling expression. So he's not a white meat baby face sitting around eating turkey breast with mashed potatoes and drinking apple juice. That's not the type of baby face he is. Okay? So I'm listening. Hungry, I said turkey. What's that? I'm listening. I'm more of a dark meat guy. <laughs> yes, I know. Well, because there's more fat in it. That's why. So, uh, but yeah, so anyway, that, that's my thoughts on, on the whole thing. I, look, I like the match. Don't get me wrong. I, I'm not knocking the match. I thought the match was very good. I liked it. Um, so <clears throat> it was physical. They brought it. Um, I think um, they worked well together. Um, uh, you know, I, if you, I just think if, if you would do something like I was saying, it adds another layer, a deep, thick, cool layer. To Roman Reigns, in my view. Again, it's my concept, so of course I think it's great. I mean, maybe some of you don't like it. I don't know. Um, could be. Again, great match. Only thing I would have done different <clears throat> was less false finishes in the match, less you know, less kickouts. There was a lot, and it makes the the rest of the card a little tougher. They put the Enzo Neville match uh, in the middle of this uh, from Cena and Brock and Braun. Uh, they put the Enzo and Neville in there as a bumper, and just so you guys know. That's why that match was there, because they didn't want to go back-to-back Jones with Cena, Roman Reigns, Brock, the, the Strowman, because, well, you know, when I worked there for as long as I did, this would be a perfect match to put a ladies' match. That's what they would normally do as a bumper. Okay, so you don't have to compare the matches back-to-back, Cena, Reigns, and Brock, Strowman. So, you know, you need some kind of a buffer, bumper, whatever you want to call it in the middle of it. So a lot of people might not realize that. Free info here, and you should be paying for the show because I give you stuff that people don't know. That's why that match was there. So they go with different types of talents, cruiserweights, guys that are not 260, 270 pounds. So they did the, uh, you know, I mentioned it. I guess I can get into it a little bit here. Um, I kind of told you guys this was going to happen. Actually, I flat out told you that Neville would lose the title to Enzo. But I said if they kept it on Neville, I got no problem with it because I'm a mark for Neville. I love him. I think he's great. I'm a fan for sure. And Neville, look, the guy is a made guy. <clears throat> um, but because he's so talented, his look, his promos, everything's excellent about him. Um, but to be frank, the only thing that, that Enzo has over him more, and this is why he won, is he has a little bit more panache, a little more star power. 
I'm not saying I personally like the characters better. I like the Neville character better. But I'm just telling you straight up, the guy who has more star power is the new Cruiserweight champ, and that's Neville. And that's why he has the championship. And that's why I told you he was going to get the championship. <laughs> okay? Because he had a big push in a tag thing, and the whole thing, as a, as a, you know, once uh, him and his partner broke up there, a big cast, you know, uh, you know, I, and I'm going to give you a prediction right here, too, um, about the type of champion Neville will be. Because some people say, well, we now have a jackass as a champion. We now have a buffoon as a champion, meaning the character ends up, not him personally. Um, the way he acts, his character, it, there's, it's not serious enough. It's not credible. It's not this. It's not. He don't work as good as the other cruiserweights. He can't do what they do. That's true. He can't do what they do. He doesn't work like they do. That's true, too. But you know what? WWE, to their credit, tried that with the 205 guys, with all of these guys that are excellent in the ring and tremendous performance. And people are sitting on their hands during the matches. Not in full sale, not in small buildings, in the big buildings. People are sitting on their hands. So they needed to do what they did and inject some star power into character, into 205, and they are doing that and did that with Enzo. That's that's a fact. So people will say, well, now we got a clown as a champ. But you know what? You've had other guys as champ that that are legit, legit 205, tremendous, you know, uh, junior heavyweights, whatever you want to call them, X division guys, tremendous athletes. Well, even though the X division we had heavyweights in it, but you guys know what I mean. Where Enzo doesn't fit that work rate style, that in ring style or ability or or move set as uh, most of those talents from junior heavyweights in Japan or or when WCW did cruiserweights or when when uh, when ECW did it or obviously WWE with the 205 guys all the years that we know of lightweight guys cruiserweight guys whatever X division whatever you want to call it <clears throat> Enzo's move set doesn't fit that ain't no doubt about it but that don't mean a hill of beans at the end of the day to Vince McMahon and it shouldn't he's about getting people to react no matter if it's booze or cheers Getting people to get uh, getting people to get into what they're watching, and they were not doing it in those bigger buildings with the 205 guys left. You could do purple lighting effects. You can make purple ropes. You can have them switch the ring crew for two freaking hours before the match. You can do all that shit you want. At the end of the day, people were not buying into just the 205 guys. This guy Enzo injects life into the 205, and and I don't know how long is gonna be champ. But I'm I'm a, I'm gonna tell you right now what he's gonna be as a champ, okay? And you you heard it first here. <laughs> he he is gonna be a bumping and selling champion that just somehow some way wins by you know what's the expression Dennis seat of his pants that's what they say that's the old cliche by hook or by crook. No, that's uh, yeah. What is it? Is it uh win, flying by the seat of his pants? I don't yeah flying by the seat of your pants, but that's like lawless. Like he's not uh. He doesn't know what he's doing. He's just out there willy-nilly. I think... Uh, willy-nilly. I, I, I don't okay, know. Okay, I think explain. you're done talking. Um, so, so here's the thing. He is, he, uh, is, he's going to get his ass whooped throughout the match, no matter who he's wrestling, in my opinion, meaning Enzo, and then he's going to be a bumping and selling champion and somehow win it in an entertaining kind of funny way, you know, like maybe funny or just like out of nowhere. Like, and he hangs on to the title, like, oh, my God, I did it again. Like, that's what he needs to be. Like, they're going to have people cutting promos on him, probably, that he doesn't deserve to be champ. 
that he sucks in the ring, or they, I'm paraphrasing, like stuff. You're going to get this. That's what's going to happen here. And and it's going to make 205 more interesting. It's going to make the title more interesting. That's what I think. Now, they could turn around in a day and, and, and take it right off Enzo, for all I know. I'm telling you what I think they're going to do. He's going to be a bumping and selling champion who, you know, somehow, some way, ends up remaining champ by hook or crook. I think I heard that expression recently here on the Taz Show. <laughs> it fits. Dennis, you got it. Okay? Got to tell you something. Your Giants look like idiots yesterday, uh, but I'll know, get to it a little bit. I didn't even know there was football on yesterday. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I didn't either. I was sitting in traffic uh, that's a, for a long time. That's a whole nother story. I wish I had uh, I, I got to go to break. Also to bre- I got to go to break, Dennis. I don't need to talk to you anymore. I got to go to break now. I have bills to pay here on the show. I will get to the phones on the other side of break. Uh, we'll talk to a lot of people. I want to talk about No Mercy. I'll get to you all. I'll also be on Facebook Live. Uh, tell your friends and family. Share it at uh, Facebook.com slash The Taz Show. It's a Monday edition. Talking No Mercy. Busy Jones. Rock and roll. Let's sit tight. Uh, one hour down, one hour to go edition of the Taz Show on this Monday. We uh, talked a little bit about the, the first segment about the NFL protest, uh, the players and stuff after uh, Trump's comments. I usually don't go in that area, but I went there a little bit. Uh, also got into some no mercy thoughts on the John Cena Roman Reigns match yesterday. Um, talked a little bit about Enzo and uh, the uh, Neville. Going to get into more jogging and uh, pop Rocky uh, chatter. Scuttlebutt, just making up words on the fly here. And um, Tazisms that will soon be t-shirts at ProWrestlingTees.com. That's what's going on right there. Uh, so uh, we're going to get into a little bit here talking about is it too late for uh, WWE to get over Jason Jordan? We'll get into that. I already got into a, uh, is the Cruiserweight champ a goofball stuff? I got into that. Is that true? Is that not? It doesn't even matter. I got into that. We're also live right now on Facebook, kids, at Facebook.com slash The Tash Show. So thank you uh, for checking out the show live on Facebook. That's very much appreciated. Thank you. <laughs> That's a deal on that. Got a lot of people calling the show. Got to get on that. I'll interact with some of the jobbers on Facebook shortly. Uh, let's go to uh, all the way to Connecticut. Up there to Connecticut. And let's speak to Dale. Dale, hello, sir. You're on The Tash Show. Good moment, Taz. Good moment, Dale. All right. Well, I just want to touch on um, really quick. I know you spoke about it, but uh, I just want to put you over really fast on the Enzo prediction. Yes, sir. Um, didn't know if you were going to be right, but as soon as I saw him grab that title, I knew something was about to go down. And I literally said in my living room, Taz did it. He was right. <laughs> uh, did you check out the Taz Tube Jones? That's your sort of prediction show on my YouTube channel? Oh, I did not. Not Ooh, for this wow. one, anyway. Wow, interesting. That's interesting. That's not good, Dale. Uh, it's not well, good, first, sir. First time, long time, sir. Oh! oh so now you're hitting people in the airbag. Got it. 
Okay, I got you. Yeah, no, no, I did on a Thursday night. I did a free, as usual, like all my content is free because I'm an idiot. Um, on YouTube at Taz Tube Jones. You should subscribe there. And I do uh, prediction shows at times and do all sorts of uh, different potpourris of, of little uh, tidbits. Uh, so, Dale, I appreciate you calling the show. Thank you very much and take care. Uh, that's very nice of Dale, Connecticut, to just come on here and acknowledge Taz, you were right. He's a first time, long time. He's going to get used to this because this is what happens. I'm usually right in my predictions. But when I'm wrong, I just, just bad wrong. That happens too. <clears throat> Dennis, are you still reading all the dirt sheets as much as you normally do? Uh, no, you, you kind of, you ridiculed me. So I had to, I had to find a new, a new avenue. I have never ridiculed you once on the show. <laughs> Not once. I don't know why you would say words like that. That's mean. And it's an exaggeration. I don't know why you would say something like that, but it's okay. Um, let's go to Halts uh, up there in New York, uh, upstate New York there. Uh, Halts, you're on the Taz Show. What do you say there, House? Hey, morning, Taz. I, uh, I'm eating crow today, my man. You got your Bills played a hell of a football game yesterday. you damn right. It was hot as balls yeah. yesterday. It was 92 degrees to kick off. It was hot everywhere. It wasn't just there. I was, I was in Maryland. That was in Pennsylvania. Everywhere. I was all over the place this weekend. Hot as balls is the word right there, um, Holtz. I agree with you. Um, yeah, yes, I was right about the Bills. Football game. He did. He played a Who did? game, man. Tyrod. I didn't hear. Tyrod. Right, look, bro, I've been singing Tyrod's praise. I love Tyrod. That's a, one of the other reasons why I'm a Bills fan. I just like Tyrod Taylor. There's something about him. He's a class act. He's an athletic, mobile quarterback that's smart on the field. Um, I always liked Michael Vick back in the day. VTech, they both played there. Holtz, thanks for calling the Taz Show. Appreciate you. Very busy. A lot of people calling the show. Uh, but, yeah, always like Tyrod Taylor. Big reasons why I'm part of the Bills Mafia now the past few years. No doubt. Um, but we'll get into some football chatter here in a little bit. Uh, as I said, we shall do that here shortly. Let's go to uh, North Kakalaki. Uh, Champ Shooter, you are on the Taz Show, sir. What's up, fellas? What up? Um... I was wanting to speak on this really quickly, uh, the, the protest in the NFL. I really don't care if you're kneeling, standing, sitting down, laying down, standing on your head. As long as you believe what you're doing, then I really don't care. Hey, a lot of people would agree with that, and I, and I can't argue with you, Chap Shooter. You're right. If you have passion to your point um, of what you're do- uh, in what you're doing or your beliefs, then, then God bless you, and that's – a huge part of uh, just being a human, nevertheless, an American, uh, let's be honest. So um, I totally agree. What else you got, Chap Shooter? All right, and are we looking for Braun Strowman to wreak havoc on Raw tonight uh, because of his loss due to uh, Lesnar? Yes, I was going to get into that, Chap Shooter, and you're, you're most definitely probably right, and they need to do that with him to redeem uh, himself a little bit here. It was an odd finish. I kind of said earlier it came – Kind of out of nowhere. And thank you for calling, Chap Shooter. I appreciate that, dude. I think part of the issue, and I said it earlier, was so many of the false finishes earlier in the evening, uh, especially in the Cena Reigns match, that doesn't help the main event. When there's that many false finishes and you have two big, powerful, muscularly built, you know, athletic as hell guys, but they're not going to go in there and do as many false finishes when they do their actual finish, it can fall flat. Um, and I, I think they need to do a better job and look at a lot of the card before that, a lot of the, you know, the, the, the card before that match. Uh, that's my opinion on it. Dennis, how much of uh, No Mercy did you say? I know you were watching football. Uh, no Mercy. I was flipping in and out. I didn't get to watch it all in its entirety. 
Um, I haven't seen the Braun Strowman Lesnar match yet, so I can't help you there. Oh, I don't need your help. Help me. I didn't. Are I you meant fucking nuts. What are you talking about? Help me. Who said anything about help? I just asked you a simple question as a friend. I can't help you there. As a friend, I can't Kiss help you. Kiss my ass. Kiss my ass. Ridiculed Sorry, again. I, I apologize. I got a little nuts there. <laughs> I was a little uncalled. I got a little nuts. You that Roman Reigns me. You put the finger right up against the screen, pushed my face. Crazy. I just Mr. Pimentos texting me. More! I need more of your actor. Your swear words are sucking or none. Cover top shot. I hate that. Uh, why you gotta bring me into it? How about the Raiders, huh? Oof. God, Amari Cooper. I should have kept this on the bench. Son of a bitch. I got a lot to talk about the loose ass. Beat my ass, okay? But I'll get into that in a little bit. You killed me, that's what hate you. So I'll talk about that a little. I mean, completely annihilated me. Uh, I got a lucky week. <laughs> Humble Jones. Let me tell you something. Uh, I, no, because, and I can't, I have a lot to do with But I, I you know, I, I'm, I'm on this no mercy thing right now. I got people on Facebook, you know them, they want to hear wrestling. I just want to hear talk about wrestling. I don't care about anything else in your life. Thank you. I will give you your wrestling content, and I'll talk about my show's Fantasy Football League in a little while. I understand you people are needy, and you're envious, and not envious, you're selfish and self-entitled, and you all suck, but I mean that in a nice way. Uh, you guys know I'm joking, kind of. Um, Cody Green, Facebook Live, all caps, talk about wrestling. He gets it. See, so... Spaz Crumbie. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Taz. Yeah, Crumbie Taz. Spaz. Crazy name. Mark Loth, Facebook Live. Talk Big Brother. It's over. All caps. I would love to talk Big Brother. Can't wait for the comeback. I'm, you know, I'm going to watch the celebrity one. I hope it don't suck. Uh, Matt Sims. What a crazy day in football. I know I'm going to get into that in a little while. <sighs> so, uh, Tony Torero said, I want to hear about the Eagles and Giants. Oh, you're going to, my friend. Um, I. So a lot of highlights. We're going to talk about that, unfortunately, Dennis. Right? <laughs> oh, it's coming. That's right. Uh, what else we got on the um, on the No Mercy? Before I don't want to, I don't want to uh, miss this. Some of the things I had to say about No Mercy. Let me look at my cheat sheet here. The uh, the the way the show kicked off with Miz uh, beating Jason Jordan. I was right in this prediction too. I told you that was going to happen. Um, you know, if you if you kind of fast forward, well, forget about fast forward. If you look at the match. And what happened in the match, okay? <clears throat> like with Jason Jordan, okay? He he basically, he he looked great. His his physicality was great. His ring-ring work is crisp. Excellent athlete. I say the same shit about the guy all the time. It's complimentary things about him. But he is just not getting over. And a big reason why he's not getting over it's because not of his in-ring work. It's what he chooses to do in his in-ring work and when he chooses to do it. It also has to do with his in-ring gear that he's wearing. And they had him cut a promo that made it even worse for him. Because the promo content was horrible. His delivery wasn't good on it either. He did not have a great night, in my opinion. The best part of his night as a performer perspective, was the, the physical part of the match was fine. I, I, Miz, I'll watch Miz work all day. Miz, Miz could get over a broomstick, and Miz is great. Um, 
And Miz bumped his ass off this whole match, just about. Uh, and if you notice, all of what I just said to you about his move set, when he's doing certain moves, his in-ring gear, it, it, it's its Scott Steiner-esque uh, back in the day. It's his, the way his singlet is. And he's wearing uh, the type of low type. That, they're not wrestling shoes. It's kind of like a Tomo mix, his shoes. They're not wrestling boots, traditional wrestling boots. That's kind of what Kurt Angle did. Like, you know. And it's all the same type of guys mixed up. Uh, many of his suplexes, uh, it's mixed between, I guess, myself and Kurt Angle and the Steiners. And, you know, that's like, you know, I mean, he put some innovativeness into that Northern Light spot, which I like. I think that's cool. Um, but all of that stuff. And, 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 and also, let's not forget about the, the, the crossface. You know, he's been doing that now. And it's like, so... Now, now you're gonna bring bring that into play, where you know it, it's so it's not that's not an original thing too. I mean, so a lot of folks see that they think of Chris Benoit, right? Obviously, so um, I just think he needs to work on being, and I've been saying this, I feel like for months, work on being original, and the company needs to just repackage him. It's kind of I would I would have had him turn and snap last night in that promo, and and he didn't. He had a great opportunity to do it, and I thought maybe they would do it, and they didn't do it. He went babyface Jones in the promo. So all that stuff I said about his in-ring work and his, you know, that the move set and what he's choosing to do and the way he looks in the ring with his, his gear, his boots and his singlet, okay, is part of the reason why when they heal that everybody's supposed to hate and the type of heel Miz is, as soon as he hooked his skull-crushing uh, finale, the place went friggin' nuts and popped huge because they knew the finish was coming and by boom the place went crazy. And I treated, well, who's the heel? <laughs> you know, I mean, and a lot of that has to do with the reasons I just said about the way Jordan is packaged. Really, it, that needs to completely change. And is it too late? I didn't get to that point where it might not be too late, but if I had to give you a yes or no answer, is it too late? No, it's not too late. WWE has the power to pen, and they could change things and get guys over, and it's not too late. Vince knows how to do that. Triple H knows how to do it. They, they totally know how to do it. Ignacio Vasquez says here on Facebook Live, Jason Jordan is corny. Well, it, it partially is true. He comes off as corny. I, I, I totally agree. Um, you know, Thomas uh, Correa says Jason Jordan is the Rocky of 1996. Uh, it means he's talking about the Rock. Rocky Maivia, when he worked under that name. You know, um, it's they got to just repackage him. The heel thing, I think, would just really would have worked. Um, they didn't even go short temper Jones yesterday with him. You know, it's like they didn't they didn't do that. I mean, and the only I got I, I I it sounds like I'm burying this kid, and I really hate because I don't know him, and I hate him. I got to just keep it real. Like the only thing that I could tell. Now I'm exaggerating a little bit when I say only thing, but one of the things that jumps out that he does that's original is. The sticking the tongue out, blah, that thing, which is kind of like you could you could say nothing's original. So let's just say that's his thing. That's it. And that don't get over. When he does his original thing, they hate it. <laughs> so this kid's in a bad spot. I mean, I'm telling you. Um, he really, really, really. I mean, Nate Flanders, Facebook Live. Taz, you are my favorite ECW wrestler, Sandman. Uh, RVD also, that's company right there. These things are coming up quick. I'm trying to read all the stuff. Um, Suplex OD Jones, uh, Dajamek Polo, yeah, yeah. 
No, just throwing suplexes is not enough. It, it, it's it's you got to time them right. You got to put them in the right spot. I used to work really hard, guys, on my move set with suplexes to make them make sense in certain parts of the matches. I didn't just do them for the sake of doing them. I mean, some matches I did, but that was when I really started. I was already at a point of being over, I humbly say. So I was able to do that. Um, but I didn't. I always tried to place those things in the right spot. It's very important um, uh, to do that, and and it, just this just to get. Fans to pop because you did a cool suplex is not not that's not the idea. It's got to be part of a, a physical story, you know. Um, so that's the deal. Let's go uh, all the way out to Ohio here on the phone. We're gonna go to Jante. Uh, you're on the Taz show. What do you say that? Hey Taz, how you doing? Good. Did I say your name right? Yeah, you nailed it actually. Oh, I'm the man. That's why. What's going on, buddy? Uh, I just wanted to talk about the Roman Reigns John Cena match uh, last night. Um, yeah. I thought it was actually a solid match overall. The thing that really bothered me, there's two main things. One, like the finish didn't really make sense, how John Cena could hit four AAs, including one a, one super one, and it not yeah. put away Roman Reigns, and then the finish was yeah. literally just the Superman punch and a spear. Yes. And I was like... Oh, no, it came out of nowhere. No, no, and that's kind of... I, I didn't say it. I said it, but I didn't say it. What I was saying about the the... the all of the false finishes early in the match, and and John's doing all these moves. It just it's just for the pop, and it it doesn't help the story. I didn't get into that part that you just said because it obviously is something I no, I noticed right away. And the similar thing happened in the main event where the the finish came out of nowhere. Um, I, I'm from the school of you got to tell a story to get to the finish, and these guys know how to do that. It's it's a it's a simple blueprint, not simple, but it's a the normal blueprint in pro wrestling physical storytelling. Um, crescendo to the build of that finish. Um, we're seeing more and more of that not happening. Um, and it's so you're not really telling a story, you know? So, But I, I agree with your problem, Jonte, with the match. I, I, I totally agree with you. There, there's no doubt about it. Thank you for calling, buddy. I appreciate it. I mean, you're, you're spot on. There's no doubt. The, the, those those. The finish came out of nowhere. Spear, boom, Superman punch, see you later. I mean, yeah, no, after all those AAs and kickouts, a lot of people are tweeting about that. And it's not wrong. It's not wrong at all. Um, you know, it's way too much. And it, 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 like I said a couple times in the show, it does take away a little bit, and it makes it tougher for the main event. It makes it tougher for the main event, especially with two guys that are bigger thicker muscular guys that are not going to hit a million false finishes out there um you know uh, john dean says finishers it's on facebook live finishers mean nothing my man uh they still mean something you're not totally wrong though i i you know you're not because the more you prostitute your finish that's the terminology during my time we used and we, you prostitute your finish meaning you let someone to keep kicking out of it or you let the office tell you that to keep using it for kickouts or... Dude, let me tell you. Okay, I'm going to tell you. It's the real right here. Okay, straight up. <laughs> During my time as a wrestler, okay, when I hooked the Taz mission, 99% of the time, match over. <laughs> it ain't, it, it's just not going to happen. You're, you're not getting out. You're not escaping. You know, and when we... Um, we did that thing where Sabu, I don't know if it was at Bailey Legal, I can't remember, reversed and escaped the Taz mission and put it on me. It was like the first time ever. Like, we kind of made a big deal out of that. Joey Styles did and stuff. But, like, you know, 
when I now I'm not I'm just speaking on me and I'm a lot of guys are like me. When they hook their finish or hit their finish, match over. There weren't many guys. I mean, it happened years later. When Hulk Hogan dropped the leg, one, two, three, thanks for coming. I mean, that shit's important. So to your point, John Dean, finishes mean nothing. I mean, it's it's an overview. You're you're stereotyping all of wrestling. I, I can't do that. But I get your drift. I do get your drift. Um, you got to be more creative physically in the ring. It's tough. It's tough. You got to be more creative. I said it just, you know, you're working for the pop. And John Cena would not have done that if he wasn't, it wasn't in the twilight of his career and going on to do other things. Um, he's just trying to have the most exciting match possible for the people. And he knows those kickouts are going to get that excitement. You know, I personally um, think it could have been a little, done a little more creative. I enjoyed the match too, though. I did enjoy John Cena versus Roman Reigns. I liked the match. But I wasn't. Uh, you guys are not the only one who didn't who noticed. Oh my lord, uh, there is a plethora of kickouts, and it like makes so sense from a psychological standpoint that this guy here, Roman Reigns, is able to win the match after just having all this shit done to him. You know, I mean, it. it, it, it so smart fans are gonna really, you know, dissect every little thing. Sometimes you guys are a little too much. You sometimes got to get sucked into the story. But I do think last night, last night was a little much, a little much. Um, so that's the deal on that. Uh, it, it, you know, I don't know. And let's go to Brian in uh, Wisconsin. What's going on, man? You're on the Taz show. Good moment, Taz. How you doing? Good, pal. Talk to me. Uh, I had a question for you, but I want to start off by saying uh, first time, long time. Oh, look at this. You decided to just kick me in the yam bag like Enzo did to Neville. To win the title. Got it. All right, go ahead. What's up? <laughs> yeah, uh, my question for you was about the uh, WWE 2K18 commercial with uh, Snoop Dogg. Mm. Wanted to get your thoughts yes. on it. What'd you think? I, I thought, I'm glad you brought that up, bro. Uh, I thought it was cool. I, it was different. It was, I mean, I, I just, I'm a, I'm not a huge like hip hop fan, but I, I do respect how good these guys are at putting stuff together. Like Bazanji, I gave him a couple of buzzwords for the Taz show back in the day, and he did my open uh, and that's like these guys are just amazing the way they do it uh and Snoop Dogg obviously one of the best of all time no I liked it I thought it was different I mean I like more of a hard rock driving beat type thing for a promo but they didn't have that it was just him kind of like spitting stuff words out and it was different I thought I, I think that from a production standpoint WWE does an amazing job and they have uh they have a pretty good budget financially they can spend money on on, on people and on the right people to, to cut the packages the video packages and have a guy like Snoop Dogg, Snoop Dogg voice it. I loved it. I, I did. I, I I mean, you know, I think they should do more of this. I don't think they should do it all the time. I just do it once in a while. And I think that the new video game is such a big deal um, that they put a lot of money into it. And they did it the right way. Did you not like it? Oh, I thought it was pretty gnarly. Gnarly means good, folks. For those that don't know how to speak Wisconsin, gnarly means good. Uh, am I not correct, Brian? You are correct, sir. All right, my man. Look, I appreciate you calling, Brian, Wisconsin. Uh, very nice of you to call. That's very kind of you, sir. Um, I will uh, go to break here shortly in a second, actually. I'll decide to break. We're going to get into talking. I didn't get into Cesaro. Uh, you got a, a tooth knocked out or two. We're going to get into talking a little bit about that. Got to talk some NFL. We got to get into that. Uh, some teams won. Some teams lost. Some of the Taz team, the show here, uh, their teams lost. But the man who runs the game, me, bitches, my team won. We'll get into that. 
And we'll unfortunately have to talk a little bit of the Lusats Invitational, Fancy Football Jones of the Taz Show. I shit the bed. Taz Show, be right back. All right, we're back. We're right here in the middle of a fourth quarter, fourth quarter edition uh, segment, I should say, of the Taz Show on this um, lovely Monday edition of the Taz Show here in late September. Talking no mercy, uh, WWE paper last night. So we're covering that. Going to get into some NFL chatter here in this segment. And uh, Fantasy Football League of the Taz Show, the loose ass invitation. We'll talk a little bit about that. And then we'll be done here. Tomorrow I'll be in the gimmick, uh, gimmick clubhouse. Most probably, or Wednesday, not sure. <clears throat> well, Taz, get the show back to where it used to be, where you were always in the gimmick clubhouse with the team. Get back in there, Taz. Uh, no. I'm good. Anyway, um... Oh, yeah, I want to talk about my good friends. Why wouldn't I? <laughs> you know who my good friends are. You kidding me? My really good friends over, uh, you know, over at Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. Okay, you know, support for the Taz Show comes directly from them, uh, right here from, uh, from uh, uh, of the Taz Show, but Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. They understand that the home plays a gigantic role in your life and for your family. That's why they created Rocket Mortgage. And Rocket Mortgage basically gives you the confidence you need and the comfortability you need when it comes to buying a house or refinancing your current loan that you're in in your house or family member or whatever. And the best part is with Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans is it's simple. So no matter if you are looking to buy your first house or your 10th, it doesn't matter. It does not matter. Rocket Mortgage will get you a transparent online process that gives you the confidence, the mindset straight to make an informed decision that's easy and not stressful. That's a big deal. I'm telling you from, from experience uh, as a homeowner. So. Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans, make sure you know their deal. And that's apply simply, understand fully, mortgage confidently. So please, to get started, go to rocketmortgage.com slash T-A-Z. That's rocketmortgage.com slash Taz. Equal housing lender, licensed in all 50 states. NMLS, consumeraccess.org, 3030. Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. Yes, indeedy. Yes. Got that right. Got people on the phone. Got people on Facebook Live. For all you punk bastards on Facebook Live, make sure you share the show. Spread the word of the show. You get free content nonstop from me. The last you can do is share it to all those friggin' people on Facebook that like you. Get them to like me. That's your job now. That's the least you can do. Buy a t-shirt at Pro Wrestling Tees too, you cheap pricks. And buy a hat while you're over there. Buy a hat. Okay, jump on it. Jeffrey Grass, Facebook Live. He said, and always remember, kids, to buy a hat. He gets it. Exactly. All right. So, uh, yeah. Joe, in New Jersey, you're on the Taz Show. What do you say there, homie? Hey, good moment there, Taz, Lumberjack, and Anthony. You uh, say Big Joe. Two things I wanted to bring up. Uh, I know you wanted to go over the uh, Tag Team Championship match last night. Uh, hold on. How do you know that? How do you know? How do you know? I want to talk about that match. Cause you brought it up before you went to break. 
It was a test, and you passed. Continue. Okay. Uh, so since you are the low-hanging fruit, my friend, yes. I wanted to uh, bring up the spot where Cesaro had busted his teeth, obviously. And uh, my girl and I were watching it last night, and I said to her, look, I think that was Cesaro's fault that that happened. Because if I'm not mistaken, the man who's taking the catapult maneuver is obviously the, well, the one who's Dennis, what would you call that maneuver that starts with a B that, that I think that uh, Joe's looking for? Uh, I think he's looking for the word boink. boink. Oh, the right. boink. Yes, you're right. <laughs> yeah. I'll continue, Joe. Uh, yeah, and she goes, you know what, that's that, that's an awesome opinion, but I think you should call the Taz show tomorrow mm. and find out from his experted opinion. I said, you know what, that's a great idea. See, so Joe, I, I, that's why you're a genius, because you obviously have a lady in your life that's a genius. Uh, your girl understands that you have an opportunity to call a true professional uh, to yeah. let you know the facts of the matter here. And, yes, your first instinct was correct. If is anyone at fault here, it would be in this situation for sure, Enzo, because that catapult deal, him going to the top turnbuckle, it's uh um I didn't I wasn't a big fan of that bump myself. I mean you, you know, but Enzo's a lot more athletic than I was, so he can do that bump and he's taller, so it it looks better when you have a little more of elongated body and you can take that type of bump and you you're you're you know like I said he's very athletic and for a big strong guy that he is so. I think he just overcompensated a little bit, and he's a tough son of a bitch, like most guys and girls in the ring. And thank you, Joe, for calling. I appreciate no you bringing it up. Um, you know, he, he's, a, he's a tough dude, uh, not just because, you know, he got uh, a couple of teeth knocked out and he kept wrestling. I mean, that's happened to a few of us. I've, I didn't have a tooth knocked out. I had tooth chopped in half from a kick, and I also had a situation where three of my teeth were sticking through my lip in Japan, because uh, a guy decided to kick me as hard as he possibly can in the face. Uh, then I regrouped myself, got in the ring, and beat the shit out of him. Um, and that's a true story. So, and I've told that story, I think, in the past on the Taz show here. No need to get into it now. But, yeah, there's been many of us that have had hard way, as some of you inside call it, insiders call it, when you bleed via hard way. Or what marcology means with blood and hard way is, I think it's called red zone, Dennis, right? Red Zone it is. My uh, my favorite thing to do on Sunday, watch Red Zone, and also I enjoy it and my wrestling. So you sit and watch Red Zone, and then you just take a razor blade and juice while you're watching Red Zone in, in your Red Zone. I didn't know you uh, watched me watch wrestling, but yeah, that's exactly what I do. Or you just eat a bunch of wings and potatoes with bacon and like you normally do and scallions and ham, and your blood pressure goes up. So that's kind of a different type of Red Zone. Well, your heart's about to explode. Yeah. The way I look at it, at a certain point, my blood pressure can, can't can go any higher. So, like, once I hit that, I'm good. It's like us with the trending. You hit plateaus. <laughs> you hit certain thresholds, as they call it. Yeah, See, just, we are, we are we're, we're in a low threshold, the Taz show, right now. We haven't trended in a little while because we're trying to break this threshold. We go to different thre thresholds. Once we break that wall, boom, we bust out. Coming, coming. Gotta hit certain threshold. Takes time. Takes time. Doesn't happen overnight. Okay. Anything that comes with great success takes time. We're in a different threshold. We're in the process for the past couple of weeks of building, busting through this threshold. But I digress. So yes. So Cesaro definitely seemed like he might have overcompensated a little bit and kind of, you know, look. There's certain ways that in a match that you are gonna 
take a move from someone or take a bump or get hit or, you know, uh, some guys do it hard. Some guys are a little softer about it, you know. Um, most guys at that level take things hard. So that means if a guy nails you with something, uh, 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 an elbow or a clothesline or whatever it is, you know, um, drop kicks you or whatever it may be, you know, you're you're eating that. You're taking it. Face, you're taking it. Boom. You, you, you want to, we call protect the business. And that's what it is. And it's just a shoot. And so you're taking a bump like that into a catapult thing, into a top turnbuckle pad, a lot of times can look like shit and look corny and look like a work if you don't have a guy or a girl who is athletic enough to take it tough, hard, and eat it. He did that. Except I, I think he, maybe he just went a little too quick and didn't get a chance to protect himself in the deal. I mean, it's totally on him, I would say, and it happens. Hey, look, man, I've done it. <laughs> Not with that move, but I've I've had, you know, as you guys know, I've had several concussions. I've talked about it. My worst concussion I've ever had was was at WrestleMania at, at the Astrodome in Houston, in Houston, uh, in a tag match, as you guys know, if, unless you're new to the show. And I was tagging against the right to censor with the APA. We, we, I was teammates with the APA. And it was the opening match of WrestleMania, whatever number that was, in Houston. And uh, I basically overbumped on a clothesline. I think it was a clothesline or a boot. I can't remember which one. By by the the Godfather. And um, and it wasn't his fault. I just bumped hard. I always bumped hard. That was my thing. And I gave myself a concussion. <laughs> one the, the worst concussion I've ever had because I was vomiting and everything at, at, in the locker room, and I was really in bad shape. And WWE trainers helped me out uh, and kept an eye on me. And, and, you know, so did some of the wrestlers. Um, I've also, when I broke my neck, you know, um, I took that spike pile driver from Dean Malenko and Two Coach Scorpio. That was my fault. I took the bump the wrong way. Uh, I, I just didn't, I didn't protect myself the right way. It wasn't on them. It was on me. Um, you know, so I, I've, I've had it many times. And I'm not the only one. There's many wrestlers that get injured because you work hard. <laughs> you're working harder. You're 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 not gonna be you know uh, a pansy about it. You know. See, I said the p word. Some people might thought it was gonna be a different p word, but I use the p word as pansy. So that's that's my thing. Um, so you know, uh, I I don't um. I, mean, I I felt bad for the guy. I felt bad for 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 Enzo. I've like I said, I've had my tooth. Uh, split in half with a blow, a guy hitting him, that that wasn't my fault, that was his fault, and um, and it's and I was bleeding and I got really mad and I kept working. Uh, is it easy to do? No, especially when the, the biggest problem is when you when you bleed a lot or you have an injury to your face or head that you can't see, like if you hurt your arm or your leg or so you can see it, but when you can't see on your face. What exactly is wrong? That's the only thing that mentally freaks you out. I've had that bleeding in a match um, where it was red zone. Let's just put it that way. And I was too deep into the red zone. How's that for pulling back the curtain but not Dennis? Do you understand what that means? I'm following. I don't want to. I'm trying to be respectful here. I was in red zone on purpose years ago in, in a situation. And I went too deep into another layer of red zone. Hello? I'm kind of giving you the answer there. A darker shade of red zone. Yes. And there was a lot of red in this zone because I went too deep in. Let's just put it that way. 
and uh, as we would call in the business, bad blade, blade job Jones. Uh, so, yeah. So, yeah. Um, Lizette Austin says there was a lot of blood. Indeed. She's correct on Facebook Live. So, I, um, and that was my fault. But what happened was, <laughs> I didn't know how bad. I'm like, I, I felt like I just basically split the whole top of my head off. Like my whole head was gone. You can't see it. And it started, it freaks you out. I don't care how tough you are, what you do. Um, how badass you think you are, whatever, It you're normal, you're human. You're like, oh, what's going on? This is not good. I got to keep working. He did that. So the trainer must have came out because we didn't see it. Someone must have talked to him on the outside of the ring, and, and Sheamus did all the heavy lifting in the match uh, while his partner was hurt like a true pro would do, and Sheamus did that. And he needs to have he needs to get some credit. No one will give him credit, but he's doing his job. He's not expecting credit either. But Sheamus did his job just like when I broke my neck the late, great Eddie Guerrero was my tag team partner, and he did his job, and he covered that whole match, and I couldn't thank him enough. Uh, and if he was still here today, I'd thank him again. And when we were in WWE together years later, I always thanked him about that, you know? And he's like, bro, oh, I was just happy you were okay at the end of the day. I didn't know what was wrong. I knew it was bad, but, you know, he was worried about me, and I was worried about the match, and Eddie took care of the match. So who better than if you can't finish a tag match, your partner to be Eddie Guerrero? Uh, <laughs> so I was very lucky as a wrestler that I had him as a partner. Um, but, but anyway, um, what I'm saying was I, I, I think that uh, I was, well, I was getting on a point and I lost my talk. What was it again, Dennis? I was getting at Jesus. I lost my, uh, you were talking about red zones, red zones. Yes. Injuries. So I'm sure the trainer came out, the trainer came out on the outside and talked to Cesaro and he probably, I guarantee you Cesaro said, how many teeth did I lose? How bad is it? You want to know. And the trainer will tell him the truth. So now he can go work. He knows, Okay, he lost a tooth and a half a tooth, or he lost two teeth, whatever. He and then he can finish the match and deal with it after. So, you know, it, it happens though. He, he's not the first guy to lose a tooth in a match. Uh, it happens. <laughs> it happens. It's part of the game, unfortunately. He's a tough son of a bitch. He's a pro, and and I would not expect anything any any more or less than that than what happened. I'm I'm, I'm not shocked. Um, okay, Brandon Ursi Hill said, "Patch, keep calling everybody Enzo." What was he talking about? What is this? Hold on a second. What is this guy talking about? Who am I calling Enzo? Uh, the last caller. You were talking about Cesaro, and you, and you said Enzo is a Freudian slip. Not a, not the end of the world. I, I, well, wait a minute. Hold on a second. I, I can't make a mistake. I can't make a mistake now. I'm not allowed to make a mistake. I didn't think you made a mistake. Cody Green, you're saying Enzo. What happened? What the fuck? What we, I said Enzo before. D guys, aren't you fans of the show? You know, He just talked about a broken neck, concussions. Houston, hello. Houston, we had a problem. Yeah. <laughs> Classic. Greg Martin, Greg Martin, Cesaro. Okay, look. Both their names end with an O. It's a vowel. Cesaro, Enzo, it sounds the same. <laughs> then you Ryan Folgers, he gets it. Botchamania. Yeah, you're not kidding. It definitely was a botchmania. I'm, and now I'm stuck in the blender botch. Ooh, that's a new shirt. <laughs> I got to talk to my friend Matthew over there about the, doing a blender botch shirt. Split Prophet Jones. Yes. Uh, John Dean says chair shot Jones. He gets it. So <laughs> it happens, bro. Dude, Dennis, at the end of the day, this is your fault. You need to correct me when I make these errors. But you're on a, you're on a roll about good content. People know you're talking about Cesaro, and they just want to correct you. That's the, the, the guys. Let's not Bastards. nitpick here. Let's not nitpick. That's my job. You prick. My job, I say. The nitpick. All right, so I got to get to a little uh, football chatter. I don't know if there's anything else. I know there was other stuff on No Mercy that happened. 
I'm trying to think if anything else jumped out to me. Uh, I know we got a steady diet of sling blades and cross faces, which is <laughs> always just annoys me. Um, what else we had? Uh, oh, Finn Balor versus Bray Wyatt. This I need to talk about before I talk football. Uh, Finn's got some new ring gear, which I think is cool. He's got like a gray colored leather ring jacket, leather jacket, along with some kick pads that are gray and and tights. Uh, see, different and original. Hello? Different and original. That's what he went here, and that's how you do it. That's what a pro does. Um, different color, stand out, all that stuff. Um, like the match. Two, two excellent workers here in Finn and Bray. Um, Finn won the match. Uh, I, only I, from an announcing standpoint, I wasn't crazy about. I don't know if Corey's being told to do this or not. Corey's constantly reminding us how Finn is not a big guy. Um, I think that needs to stop a little bit. I'm sure Corey's being produced that way. Um, there's an obsession with guys that still need to be tall. It's just if you're tall, you're better, I guess. It's always been like that for like 30 years in WWE or more. So all the success that Finn has had in his career and in NXT under the WWE banner, another tall guy in Triple H never had a problem with him not being tall or heavy or big. And Triple H uh, didn't push that on NXT. So tip my cap to you, Triple H. Whoever's doing it, I don't know if it's Vince or whoever, I just think it needs to stop a little bit. They did it with AJ a little bit when he first came in. It's annoying. Uh, look, these guys, it's just, this is not 1989 uh, you know, or 1992 anymore where everyone needs to be 6'6", 300 pounds to be considered over. Okay? It's a load of bullshit. Um, so uh, stop already. It, it, we're on a cusp of 2018 here. Let's go. Let's, let's get moving here. Uh, stop. You got to keep telling me. Yeah, I know Bray's heavier. So what? Finn, a lot of guys, Finn's working with, you know, he's not as big as. He's been like that his whole career. Who cares? The guy is friggin' flawless in the ring. You know, I don't think it, if you say there's a weight difference a little bit here and there, fine. I'm not saying, I'm not exaggerating and saying Corey knocked us over our head with it, but I do think that, um, I do think that it's, um, he said a little too much that it stuck out to me. Um, you know, if you look uh, like Fatal Five Way for the women's title, I thought these girls all had a good match for the most part. Uh, Nia Jax uh, really worked hard here, took a really big bump off the apron uh, and went into the ring post. Um, uh, I, 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 you know, I sometimes I'm a little harder on Nia's work. I just think she needs to get a little, little. She seems a little green sometimes. I, I think she's going to be awesome. I think last night she, she, she broke down another threshold. I think she got to a little bit of another level last night. Uh, even though she didn't win, Alexa Bliss won. I think she got to another level last night. I do. Um, Emma had several spots to shine. I was happy about that. I like it. I'm a fan of Emma. I like that. I still say you still can run that gimmick where maybe you do Jason Jordan and Emma are still an, they become an item, much to the chagrin of Kurt Angle. Maybe Kurt walks in on them and they're, I don't know, make out Jones. I don't know, something. Maybe they're in there playing with each other's hair or something or playing tiddlywinks in a closet or something. I don't know. And Kurt uh, was the closet door for some crazy reason. This is probably a, a bad example. And sees Emma and uh, Jason Jordan there playing with each other's earlobes or some shit, whatever the kids are doing today. You know what I mean? It's not bad, right? That's a pretty good idea. Okay. What? Uh, so, what? I don't know. They playing with each other's earlobes? Yeah, yeah. She sticks a finger in his ear and goes tingling a loop. You know, like Benny Hill. Yeah. My UK fans know what that means. Uh, that, that is sexy. Ha <laughs> ha! Well, you would do it with barbecue sauce on your finger. JR's you stick, barbecue sauce. You stick your finger in JR's barbecue sauce bucket 
and then you'd go up to some uh, some chick on the Grand Salami Song Guitar. That's disgusting. That's why you, you that's why you people need not to watch the video. What just Dennis just did. That was horrible. Poor Sarah's um, still cleaning out barbecue sauce. <laughs> Sarah and Dennis sitting in the bucket of barbecue sauce. K I B B Q. Yum, yum, ah. yum. Uh yeah. Anyway. Um all right, got to talk a little football. Not a lot of time to do it. So we'll get a little into this uh, right now. Uh, let's do that fancy football opening. Three, two, one. Boom. Nobody provides wrestling insight quite like Tabs. But he's more than just a wrestling expert. He's breaking down the big game, the X's and O's, giving you the hardball analysis you won't find anywhere else. He's knocking it out of the park. Jeez, did you use enough cliches there? The Taz Show presents Spitballing with Sports. <laughs> Just stick to wrestling. There he is. World famous one to tag every video, every uh, audio bit. All right, so look, uh, let's talk about what's going on, what everybody's talking about. It's Buffalo Bills, baby. Oh, yeah. My Bills uh, are tied for the AFC East after beating the Broncos 26-16. to I told you guys at the top of the show, unfortunately, I did not see any of the early football games. I was on the road driving. I was listening to, to some of the games on the radio, and uh, unfortunately, I couldn't see it. I was so pissed off because this uh, I wanted to watch this excellent matchup with an excellent Bills team. Tyrod Taylor, real quick, my man, Tyrod, T-Rod Taylor, as we call him in the Bills Nation, 20 of 26, 213 yards, passing two touchdowns, uh, excellent uh, what do you call it? Shady McCoy. Uh, well, I benched him. Uh, I didn't. I didn't play him. I didn't start him in my fantasy football. He had 14 carries, 21 yards rushing, and uh, seven reception. I'm sorry, seven receptions for 48 yards. Jordan Matthews, wide receiver, Buffalo Bills. Uh, he went for 61 yards on three receptions. Uh, the Broncos, Trevian Seaman. He was 24 of 40. Uh, uh, Anthony, what's with Seaman? Um, I'm not gonna put it all on him. Those his through picks were awful like you just can't make those mistakes and then it didn't help that tyrod taylor was spotless on the other side nice jamal charles for the broncos uh nine carries 56 yards one td and uh thomas uh well, what do you call it? he went uh six receptions for almost 100 yards so he had a big day hey in the fantasy football loose ass invitation fantasy football uh, league of the Taz show who has uh marius thomas i do uh, oh. Yeah. oh i didn't know you had a man i do i have him and cj anderson and, of course, I didn't start C.J. last week. He had 40 points. I started him this week. He got me, like, nine. You're a Broncos moth. That's why. Look at me. I'm a pro. I go, and I, I have Shady McCoy on my freaking team, and I benched him because I, I thought he was going to really not have a great day. He seems to get a decent. How did he look in person? Like, did he play well? I mean, I see his stats, but how did he look, guys? He looked he looked okay. It was more of a defensive struggle. I mean, Tyrod really carried the team. Like he was getting drilled and throwing like pinpoint passes. Nice, nice. Damn, I'm so mad. I was in the car. Uh, Jesus. All right. Well, um, what other game I want to talk about besides the Giants? I think they uh, played two. Oh, we'll talk about the Giants now. Uh, the Giants continued their terrible start to the season, losing to division rival Eagles, Philadelphia Eagles, twenty-seven to twenty-four. I told you this was going to happen. I predicted this would happen to the Giants. Dennis, you're a big Giant fan. Uh, rookie kicker Jake Elliott boots a 61-yard field goal as time expires to win the game for Philadelphia. I think the same finish happened in the similar finish in the Penn State game, I think. 
Um, there was a last second Jones uh, kick, I think. Um, anyway, uh, back to the pro football. Quarterback uh, from the Eagles, Carson Wentz, 21-31, uh, 176 yards, one touchdown. Uh, Philadelphia former Patriot, LaGarrett, LaGarrett Blunt, he went for 67 yards with one touchdown. And my man, Zach Ertz, on my fantasy football team, tight end from the Eagles, uh, went 55 yards, eight receptions, one touchdown. New York Giant quarterback for now, Eli Manning, who will be leaving the team soon. Oh, yeah. He was 35 of 47, uh, 366 yards, completions, three touchdowns, two interceptions. He had a pretty good day besides those INTs, huh? Yesterday was the best game the Giants played, and they still lost. So, Well, well, your boy, Beckham, is the reason why. He got a 15-yard penalty. He hurt the team. He had a great day. He had two touchdowns. He had nine catches uh, for 79 yards, Beckham. OBJ. He's on your fantasy football team, Dennis, and you killed me, by the way. Um, you feel, as a Giant fan, I want to know your thoughts, that because he got that 15-yard penalty, that that hurt you guys? No, that didn't cost us. He He's a dope, uh, incredible receiver, other world. Talent's one of the three best receivers in the league, Julio hey, stop, Antonio stop. Brown. I don't agree. I don't know. Nope. Nope. Whoa. Look, he, I'm going to tell you why, sir. Okay. I'm not going to have it. Excuse me? <laughs> Curious to hear this. Listen, the man is amazing with catching with one finger on his tippy toes uh, and, and acrobatic catches. But if the ball is thrown in the middle of his numbers, he's number 13, hack of me. If the ball's thrown in the middle of that one and that three, uh, the kid can't catch. He, he can only catch the, the acrobatic athletic catch. So he's not one of the greatest. He's a, he's, you don't know what you're talking about, greatest. Of all. You just call him one of the greatest receivers of all time. Is that what you just said? Not of all time, currently playing. He's the fastest to uh, 300 receptions. That's pretty impressive. No, I know it's impressive. Because Eli can't throw anymore. So he's throwing the ball 20 feet in the air. So that well, means that Beckham can catch it. I'm starting I'm starting to get swayed. You, you, maybe not. Eli's not going to retire. But what I'm thinking, now maybe we just, you know, pack it in for the year. Let's call Let's call it a season. Now we get Sam Darnold. Eli can go elsewhere. Thanks. See you later. Now we just slide right in. Move over. Move over, Jets. We got a new JV team in town. Fly like an eagle through the sea. Yeah. See, here's the thing, bro. I told you about Aaron Judge. I was right. I told you every prediction I make in or out of wrestling, I'm right. Why do you bitches kind of realize I am the man? Damn it. I make a, the average, I make bold predictions. You and that bum, Moose, sat in that studio with me. <laughs> Bach Malusis, my friend. Moose, you bum. B-U-M. You sat there and you just ripped me in my studio with my producer. And you both just beat me and kicked me and just off. Floggling about, oh, Aaron Judge is not going to be in slump after the All-Star. That's the hell out of home run derby. You're crazy, Taz. Stick to wrestling. Take a boink bump. Go get a guy in the front face lock. All that stuff you guys said to me, and you were wrong, and I was right. You, Dennis, and Moose were wrong. Okay, both of you. Now we're already in fifth quarter city. Show's running late. Um, okay, so I disagree with your whole thoughts on uh, Beckham, that he's this great receiver of today. I don't, I don't agree. Antonio Brown... 
he is one of the greats of today. That guy. Uh, my man Julio Jones with the Falcons, another guy. Those are guys that are great. Clutch guys, get catch everything. I don't disagree. I said Beckham is one of the top three receivers currently. You're a mark. I'm also not You're wrong. A giant, You're a giant mark. In, oh, the in, Giants. In, 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 uh, and, and not literally. Literally, I mean. So, yeah. you are. <laughs> the Jets. Oh, I'm happy about this, too. They beat the Dolphins 26 for their first win of the season. Thank God. Thank God, Dennis, that you sat here and you called the Jets a freaking JV team and your Giants shit the bed to their rival and the Jets beat up one of their rivals. And all the Jet fans should <coughs> attack you on a regular basis on Twitter. They should. Not a good look for me when I, you know, I had all anticipation of the Giants being competitive, strong playoff push this year. Now we can just flip the script. Let this... Let me state, the Jets are still a JV team. I stand by that. It's one win. <laughs> let's 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 pump the brakes. Joe Namath isn't walking through the the tunnel for you guys. They're still a JV squad. The only problem is, is now now the now I got the Giants are a freshman team. They're worse than the Jets. So that's it. Oh, it's terrible. It's not fun oh. to be a New Jersey fan right now. See, I'm not gonna say New York because you're gonna get on me for the Bills. You want to be you want to be a front runner now? Be a Bills fan? Everybody else no, now? No. Everybody's oh Taz, I love the Bills too. Uh, that was yeah. a very impressive. I was very impressed with that win against Denver. I know I have to watch. I have a tape. I did it on my VCR. Taped it. Um, what do you call it? Yeah. So uh, right, uh, that's the thing. So I'm happy that the Jets beat up the Dolphins. That's nice. And um, to me, what would be pure bliss? would have in the AFC East at the end of the day, the end of the year, top front-running teams, the Patriots, I'm sorry, the Patriots, just take that shit out of the podcast. That was a mistake. <laughs> Should have called the Patriots Enzo. The the, the best thing, Did the best Enzo's? thing for me, those Enzos, the best thing for me, and just all fans of football, even Patriots fans, would be if, the Bills and the Jets ended up being first and second place. Bills obviously first at the end of the year in the AFC East. Oh, God, that would be so beautiful. As a former Jet fan, oh, I hope they just keep kicking ass. Just keep winning. J-E-T-S, bitches. Jets, Jets, Jets. Keep winning until you play Buffalo. Keep winning. Uh, Bills, we're going to keep rolling. Us knocking down the Broncos. Hey, you're mighty Broncos, Ant. It's no joke. It's no joke. That was a good victory. Not at all. It was definitely a big victory. But we'll see you guys at the AFC Championship game in the rematch. I hope so. I hope so. I hope so. I don't even mind doing the job to you. Okay? As long as it's not those frig- as long as it's not those friggin' Patriots. Okay? Tom Brady, speaking of Patriots, he threw for a very he had a yeah, he had a kind of like a minuscule day yesterday. Uh he threw for three hundred and seventy eight yards and for five touchdowns, including the great game winner. To Brendan Cooks with 23 seconds left. I guess some people would call it clutch. Whatever. Uh, and so in the first four <laughs> games, uh, excuse me, am I moving on? What? Yeah, yeah, no, that was a great breakdown. Let's <laughs> next game. Yeah, next game. Uh, London, uh, yeah, London Bridge is falling down. Yes, the Jaguars beat up the Ravens 44 to seven. Ah, Lordy B, I had him sitting on the bench, dude. You know who I'm talking about, right? Leonard Fournette. Yep. Dumbass that I am. He had a good day. Look, I, good day. I will say this. Um, I'm not going to brag, but there, 
you could have had your entire bench play too. My mm. lineup outperformed my wildest expectations this week. They're oh, like, God. okay. So let me get this. Let me, let me just ask you a question. I'm just curious. I'm just curious how this works. <clears throat> and you see what just happened right there, right? I, yeah. I really hope Seth is listening to the show. You, you just saw what happened, right? Oh, of course I am. <laughs> Ridiculous. Yeah. So you now are going to rain on my parade of my Bills winning, my former Jets winning, your Giants losing, and you're going to brag because you beat the living shit out of me in the fantasy football because all teams played each other. And you're going to say, no matter who I had playing, you would have won. I mean, that's not even... That's just a stone cold fact. It is a fact. Your 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 lineup was on fire yesterday, just like I was week one. But very there's no true. need for you. There's no need for you to say it. That's very conceited. It's very it it, it no. It's it's. I need all the wins I can get. I'm just racking up L's left and right. I just I needed this one. Sir, you do not need to be braggadocious. You see me out here, humble, always humble. Uh, one of my other nicknames was Humble Jones. I mean, so it's it's you know, you got to be a little humble. You can't come out here and brag. You know, Anthony's not, and you you would never do that. Never and never in a million years. I am humble, respectful, yeah, and I'd learn. Not, not douchebag Dennis. New name. Uh, nope. Not D bag Dennis. Nope. 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 Uh, Falcons. Another spot I guy did a job on was uh Matt Stafford. I had him starting. I sat down. Um, uh, what's his name? Oregon Duck Jones from Titans. Mariota. Uh, Mariota. Yeah. Uh, Falcons outlast the Lions. Uh, I started Stafford, and I started, uh, what's his name? Um, Golden Tate. Who do I have? Golden Tate? Not Golden Tate. You have Golden Tate. Um, yeah. yeah. He was he was playing. He got you 18. Yeah, I did the job, though, with the Eagles, too. I forgot to tell you this. I started Darren Sproles. I picked him up on waivers. Free agent Jones. What a mistake. I am cutting that guy as soon as tomorrow morning comes. He's gone. Thanks for coming. Yeah, I I I over I overbooked my lineup this weekend. That's what happened. I overbooked. I did. I got a little stupid. I can't make it. I was on the road. I can't make excuses though. I overbooked it. I booked it like schnitz, and uh, <coughs> I messed up big time. Messed up big time. Green Bay Packers fight back, being down fourteen at half to the Bengals. I watched this game. I made it back to the casa. Bengals uh, lost twenty-seven to twenty-four. In overtime, sending Cincinnati 0-3. I'll tell you this, though. Uh, don't sleep on the Cincinnati Bengals. They look pretty good. I watched them, dude. They they look good, and the, the Packers were way off. The defense looked excellent for the Bengals. They're, 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 not, they're, a, they're a good 0-3 team. Yeah, we got we got one of those uh, in New York, too. Oh, God. It's it, 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 it always just... I mean, just so self-serving you are, dude. Stop already. Come on. Have some pride. We already covered the Giants and the mishaps. You want to circle back now? Stop the shit already. Okay? I'm telling you, your team is not good, sir. Your team is not good. The Bengals would beat your team. You can make the faces all you want, Dennis. You've been making faces for weeks on the show, and you're wrong everywhere you go. Okay, I'll throw you a little bone. That you beat my ass in the fantasy football. Great. You did a good lineup. Good for you. Great. But your comments on the Jets being a JV team and, and all that, and then you, you scoffed on my Bills. Why well, you beat the Jets? You suck anyway. Remember that? Remember that comment? Oh, I don't I don't think the Bills – I think the Bills are playing very well. Sean McDermott's got a good me. defense up there. You're ignoring me, sir. You're ignoring me. You Do you, you remember the comment 
about when the Bills beat the Jets. Throttled it. Remember the comment? I do, absolutely. And that wasn't nice. Okay. Well, I, it's, let's let's curtail those expectations. How about let's take a fork and stick it in your stomach? How about that? Okay, a lot of, do that? a lot of air out. It better be one of those forks you use on a barbecue grill, those big-ass ones. Harpoon <laughs> <laughs> <Paul> Jones. <laughs> Uh, anyway, all right. So let's go over a quick before I wrap up a little bit on the fantasy football. Uh, and you played? Who'd you play? I played Cena. I'm I'm surprised he set his lineup, even though he was preparing yeah. for the big day. Um, How'd he, do? I, he put up 13 points, but it was close. I won like I think I put up like 200. He was probably getting ready for his match <laughs> with Roman Reigns. He had time to do the fantasy football. That's good. He's a he's a true pro. Uh, Big Robbie. Purple people eaters uh, beat Cowboys team. I, I don't want to talk about Cowboys team. Cowboys don't have a team. He's not even in this. Okay. Auto pick. Go away. Okay. Go away. Uh, you're not part of the game. Sorry. Okay. I'm sure he left already. So whatever. Uh, you're not part of the game. Uh, Crying Bryant beat up Seth's team. They're new boys. That's not really their name. Uh, wow. He beat them up bad. Uh, 195 to 70. Holy smokes. I thought I got my ass kicked. Seth had a bad week. I had a worse week. I don't know what happened, man. No, you, you beat me. You, you scored just under birds. 100 points. Hey, listen. Get this shit-eating grin off your face, all right? You little wise-ass. Something to make me sick. You're going to have to see me in person tomorrow. Good chance of that. <laughs> I'll hunt your big ass down, dude. You think you're a not... linebacker? Watch what I do to you, bro. I'll, I'm telling you, bro. You better chill out, okay? Flat-out threatening you right here on the air. <laughs> it's just threatening you. So... Yeah, I'm going to give the score. You don't say, at least by 100 points. Let's just stop the shit. I'll tell people how much the score was. All right. I'm going to say it. Don't rush me. <laughs> my you don't have to rush me. I love the chemistry with you and Dennis. All right. Uh, Dennis had 232, 232 points. And... Uh, I had 99. All right. So, anyway, that's the show. Uh, no, you beat me 232 to 99. God. You must have been sitting in that barbecue sauce in your living room laughing your ass off. Texting Anthony. I'm beating him. I'm beating him. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. I wasn't, yep. wasn't going to play Odell either. Odell needs to stop worrying about himself and worry about his teammates. That's what Odell needs to do. Okay? Odell. I'm with you there. Odell, your first name basis, but now he's your buddy, Odell. Oh, we do, where do you think I get my barbecue sauce? He knows JR personally. I don't also, care about that either. Odell's a pretty good dancer. I mean, he's taught me a thing or two. I hear you. I look on that. Beckham. All right, well, tonight they got Raw on uh, TV. Three-hour journey from, uh, where the hell are they? Ontario, California. Are you sure about that? That's what uh, That's what I was told. I don't even know, I don't even know where that is. I th- When I saw Ontario, I was like, they're going to go from L.A. to uh, are you sh- dude, Quebec. Dub- look, I'm double-checking You slip now. up a lot. Are you sure about this? 
Yes, I'm not. Well, hold on. We know that uh, Roman Reigns is going to be a special guest on Miz TV to kick it off because um, Miz went to Kurt Angle and said to him, let me do this. Miz TV is going to be great. So after Kurt got insulted by Miz nonstop and beat his kid and all that stuff, Kurt just gives him what he wants. That made a lot of sense. Remember that part of the show? <laughs> what the F? I'm not cursing now. Earlier I dropped some curses, though. Wow. What will happen when Reigns is a guest on Miz TV? Kick off for all. Okay. Uh, with a loss to Brock Lesnar, is Braun Strowman more dangerous than ever? To the call's point earlier. Snap City Jones. He's going to be beating everybody up. Um, what will the fallout be from the chaotic Raw uh, Women's Championship Fatal Five-Way? That will happen. How long is Enzo Amore era destined to last? Aha. See, I didn't see that till just now. Interesting. Okay. So now, if you guys are on Facebook Live watching the show, listen right now. Um, what I said earlier was I feel Enzo is going to be a bumping champion. Like he's just, he's really going to just barely hang on to the belt every time. By them already asking that question, in my opinion, that sounds to me like they're going to keep it on for quite some time. But it's going to come so close to losing it all the time. And it's going to build more intrigue in that 205 Live and that roster. Um so that's that one sentence, how long is Enzo Mori era destined to last? I think it's going to last for a while. Or they go the complete opposite route and beat him tonight. Okay, that's the only thing, two things you could do with that. Because once you bring attention to it like that, to me, it just jumps out to me. Uh, will Jason Jordan get another opportunity at the Intercontinental Championship? I guess that means yes, uh, once he says that, which is, you know, I, they could have did that last night. Now that I'm reading the sentence, Kirk could have just said, yeah, you know what? Uh, you know, Miz, you you want to open up? You want to open up Raw? Or you want to have Miz TV? And you want to make a big deal out of Roman Reigns? Blah, blah, blah. You want to do this? Okay. Here's what we're gonna do. You're gonna defend your IC title. That's the good news. I'll give that to you. But then you're gonna have to defend your IC title. You know what I mean? That type of thing again against Jason Jordan. You know, give him another rematch. But they don't want to go nepotism Jones. I guess I don't know. That's the thing. So. Uh, so that it was good that they put, tried to cross promote and use the pay per view to, to promote people to promote something on Raw. I thought that was fine. I liked that part, but I just didn't. It didn't make sense that Kurt wasn't even like upset. Uh, you know what I mean? It wasn't even upset in any way, shape, or form. Or the comments that he said to Kurt or about his son that he just beat his son and just gave him what he wanted with a smile. You know, thought it was uh, strange. So. Anyway, that's the deal. I right, look, guys. I appreciate you guys uh, joining the show. We're done here and uh, listening live uh, on the Radio.com app or watching content on the Radio.com app. It's working great. Maybe on Tashow.com you did that, or maybe on Facebook Live, uh, on Twitter. Maybe you called in the show. Whatever you did, I appreciate it. I'll be back tomorrow for everybody at the Taz Show. Uh, we thank you very much for the support, and I personally do too. I'm Taz. You're not. See you guys tomorrow. Thank you.
Instagram page But these likes on my picture don't result in getting paid now I've been wondering where the party at Cause all of my concerns got me wondering where they got the Bacardi at So going for another drink just to get away We gotta live it up, Carolina here to stay